welcome to the Fit to Talk podcast. Hey, thank you for listening in and humouring us as we bring you some meaningful, helpful and accurate information in the most weird and wonderful ways. And we've gone completely rogue and I just started that for yeah. the first time ever. I it's think that's different. the first time ever. It's yeah. all different. <laughs> I hope you enjoy just us throwing this about. Uh, so we try and make your life just a little bit better. Just to remind you that fitness doesn't have to be boring. All true. All true. Today you're listening to one of our guest episodes, <laughs> all, all which we get incredible guests, no exaggeration, and they let you in on their lives and how they stay well in the careers that they've chosen. Bobby, would you care to do an unnecessarily elaborate introduction for our guest? I do like to keep it elaborate. Yes, please. I do. Um, and thank you again for booking such a handsome guest. Because <laughs> it's painful, this is, isn't it? This is doing a lot for my self-esteem. <laughs> it is. Sorry. Sorry to objectify you before we've introduced you. Um, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> we'll, 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 I'm blushing. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our guest today is currently appearing in the West End production of Pretty Woman. He's also appeared in shows such as Jekyll and Hyde, School of Rock, Les Mis, Phantom of the Opera, and many, many, many others. His list of sporting skills, however, Ooh. is nearly as long as his CV. <laughs> so I'm going to list them all. <clears throat> Under highly skilled athletics, football, running, swimming, and water polo. Yes. Oh, and then underskilled. There's quite a few here. Uh, badminton, basketball, boxing, cricket, sailing, skateboarding, squash, surfing, and tennis. <laughs> what a list! It's the ridiculously talented John Ellison. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys, for having me. This is my, my first podcast, so I'm bringing my podcast cherry, and it's fantastic to be here talking about fitness and wellness, something that is like... I love and, and I'm very passionate about. So, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's oh. a joy. I love the hype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just had a coffee. So I'm like, yeah. And I'm halfway through, man. I'll join you. Go. <laughs> so many things I want to quiz you about in that. Water polo, first of all. Yeah, I mean, actually, let, let's be honest. I played tennis for the first time in about 15 years the other day, so I'm going to have to take that off because I <laughs> oh, was Oh, no, that's terrible. going to highly skilled yeah, now. Yeah, that was, <laughs> we played that it recently. Was I was terrible. My brother left halfway through. He was like, let's not, let's not play. It's not <laughs> so that is coming off. Um, no, water polo was... I, I. So I was quite a big swimmer back in back in my school days, and we had a water polo team, and we we got to the finals of the, the National Prep Schools Championships, and we, we had a pretty decent team. Like, we used to play again in the um, nice. for like a Middlesex County and stuff so yeah that's mental so water polo is one of those sports I didn't know people I didn't know people really I know it's going to sound really dumb sorry forgive me but you know like oh yeah people play that <laughs> yeah I thought that's something you only did on holiday yeah yeah. Pops up in like, the Olympics every four years. Yeah, and you're like, oh, what do they do the rest of the time? Like, <laughs> you know, like, Here's John the butcher. He's the goalkeeper. <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Like, John, is that oh, a thing? There is a goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, Stefan, you can put that as skill now. That small win. And yes, uh, uh, may may we objectify you a little bit? <laughs> of course, just a tiny bit. You are devastating your hands. <laughs> It's, it's upsetting. <laughs> we walked in to meet you here and you were already here where you were um, punctual and, uh, and uh, unlike us, perhaps, actually. And um, I, I, Every time I see you, I forget how handsome you are. Last time I saw you, it was at an audition and I was like, well, I'm not getting this. <laughs> and, and you look fantastic. So uh, forgive me for, for objectifying you a little bit there. Um, we have cultivated a habit of doing that. And I'll be honest, it's, it, we do get all these wonderfully attractive people in and we seem to only really objectify by the men. <laughs> it's actually true. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> oh, it's definitely a good thing. But um, yes, <laughs> so glad that there's a large table between us, John. Uh, that's all I'm I'll be reaching. Should I just leave the room? Yeah, if you could. <laughs> if you could. Um, so yes, yeah, sailing as well. I want to check in on that because I have tried to sail. Yeah, sailing was, again, these, these are things that I used to do when I was a kid. <laughs> been for a while. I actually got bat and my, my dad used to like co-own a boat with with quite a, like a consortium of friends. And uh, my best friend and I were banned from the ship because we ate nerds and we spilt them all over the decking. And so for a couple of years, my dad's like, that is the last time you guys are ever coming on this ship. And we were banned. And it was, it was a, yeah, it was a disaster. So, um, but no, I used to do sailing courses back when I was a kid. I used to, to, to sail a little dinghy on the on the reservoir the welsh harp down in london um yeah and it was great i used to love i used to love sailing but it has been quite a while so uh bobby have you ever been sailing yeah no i now just to sort of convey how impressive what he's saying <laughs> i i went on like an adventure holiday in one of those like water places of like 10 years ago and uh, they did a little i was doing um what's it when you're on a surfboard with a Windsurfing. Oh, windsurfing. Wind yeah. wind and as part of that sort of course, they taught you about sailing and the wind 
which you would think would be fairly straightforward. <laughs> oh, what is this? It was honestly one of the most complicated things I've ever tried to learn to the point where I actually gave up. <laughs> I gave up because I was like, this is too complicated for my tiny brain. I've never felt more stupid than in that moment I was trying to comprehend that. And now whenever I see somebody saying, I'm like, you're a wizard. <laughs> You're a wind wizard. You are a wind, a wind wizard. wizard. <laughs> now, in my head, it's straightforward, right? If the wind's blowing in one direction, then you need to sail facing that way. And the less angle you have, the less quick you'll go. Sure. But it's just not no. that at all. Yeah, it's bonkers, isn't it? It's crosswinds and everything. Yeah. It's, How did you learn that? I, I don't know. I, I just... I can't remember, but it, they, they, they did teach us about how to tack and t- turn the boat and get into the right right um, wind trajectory. And yeah, you just you just sort of, when you're doing it, you sort of, you understand it by osmosis, I guess. Yeah. It's one of those things. I did so. not understand it by osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> I fell a lot. <laughs> and it was joyous. Um, so I shall now be calling you the wind wizard. The, the wind, wind wizard. wizard. <laughs> <laughs> wizard of the wind? No, wind wizard. Wind wizard. Wind wizard. It's more ambiguous, isn't it? I love yeah. it. It could be not a compliment, that. That's <laughs> <laughs> only in the, right, in the wrong situation. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, oh. Yeah. How did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> well, before we move on to your sort of early life <laughs> and school and, and how you ended up where you are today, yeah. uh, I've got a request for you. Of course. Go for it. It's about the podcast we call Liar Liar, Pants on Fire. Okay. It's reminiscent of our early school years because we really are that old. And uh, we would like it if you could attempt to slip in a single lie into our natural conversation. Okay, okay. Oh, until we reach sort of the end of your training. Okay, perhaps. okay, okay. Yeah. So that's the task. And it can be about anything, just one lie. <laughs> we have real trouble guessing as it is. <laughs> so if you put a few in, we've got no chance. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and when that sort of time is up, we'll I'll give you a definitive, oh, we're going to try and guess now. And don't worry, lots of people have not succeeded to put a lie in at all. <laughs> so the bar is very low. <laughs> so about half the people have yeah, failed. Yeah, so far, which I blame myself for. That's 25% <laughs> have just not understood what we're talking yeah, about. A couple of people have gone, oh, I thought you meant two truths, one lie. I was like, I have clearly not explained this well. <laughs> uh, so I'm now trying to do better. Um, so are you up for that? I, I will try my best. Yes, I will. Of course, I'm up for anything. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, oh, Bob has oh, found a new button. <laughs> and we're back on stage. Uh, <laughs> it feels right. So, Validation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what we're all after. Now, um, on from that to Pressing point. Um, so, where was it you grew up? So, I grew up in North London, Muswell Hill, um, and uh, had a lovely, lovely childhood. My parents are wonderful, used to send me to all sorts of like sports camps and football training. And um, I went to a really, I, I managed to get a music scholarship to a very good school called Highgate School, and they had the most amazing facilities for sports. We were, we were incredibly lucky. We had a swimming pool, we had uh, these immaculate football pitches, which are just absolutely, they still are to this day. I still try and play on the first club whenever I get the opportunity because I play for for the old Chumleyans football team now and then. Um, and yeah, so I, yeah, I just had, I was very, very, very lucky in terms of, you know, sports uh, growing up as a, as a young man. It was really quite a special place to go. Wow. So how old were you when you had to get a scholarship there? So I was, I think I was about 13 when I got my music scholarship and I went to the junior school from seven to 12. And then, okay. yeah, then I managed to get a music scholarship um, about the same time. I'm just going to throw this in. Uh, this is the lie. Bobby <laughs> Robson. <laughs> I, I was, at the same time as the scholarship, I was, I was, uh, I was sent a, um, a letter from Bobby Robson, who was then manager of the England football team, uh, saying that he would like to see me for a place at the Lillyshaw School of Excellence, which was a, a footballing excellence um, um, academy that, that, you know, I think like Trevor Sinclair went to and Alan Smith, if you remember those footballers back in the day. Yes. So yeah, so I had to sort of choose between football and, and, uh, and music. But obviously my parents are very musical and, and a big influence and I, and I went with the, with the scholarship. So yeah. So that was uh, something that happened at that time. Wow, that's amazing. So hold on, you you are at 13, you're already particularly prestigious in two, <laughs> two things. Yeah. So we're already achieving quite a lot at that early age. Here. Age 13, you're way more successful than either <laughs> Stefan or I combined, are to this day. Combined. <laughs> uh, so at 13, this, uh, so obviously football was something you were, Quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Football's a big thing. Yeah, I was. I think I. I mean, I feel like I'm big in my head, but 
I feel like I'm bigging myself up here, but um, let's do it's it. True. Let's do it. Um, yeah, no, when I was like, um, when I was seven, I was the first ever player at my school to play for the under 10s or the under 11s. I can't remember. And um, yeah, and I've carried on that sort of passion. Like I still, f- like whenever I play football these days, which is not as much now because obviously you can't really, when you're in a job, it's, you know. Risky. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've had two injuries recently from, from you know, being in the show and, and from running that, one particularly kept me out for a long time so like you've got to be super super careful with your body but um but i still feel like a like a seven-year-old boy like when i play football it's it's really weird like that some things that you keep with you and and like remembering on that on a friday afternoon like your name being put up on the team sheet it was amazing so um yeah i sort of still carry that childishness with me whenever i play football which is probably why i still play it to this day but yeah I wonder, I, th- I think there's something of that in, in performing as well, right? Keeping that, yeah. that s- sort of child alive, that wonder for stuff and curiosity and yeah. things. And it might be, why wow, you're such a fantastic performer. <laughs> there we go. We'll also <laughs> big you up. <laughs> and I don't think you're bigging yourself up at all there, actually. I think there's there's a difference between bragging and and stating your life history, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. These mm. are the achievements that you had and you should be really proud yeah. of them. And I don't think sharing them is a bad thing. No, it's actually, it's really nice coming in here because th- th- there are things that you haven't thought about for such a long time. And then and then they come up and you're like, ah, oh, that's right. It's like like even talk, you talking about sailing and and, um, and water polo are things that I haven't really thought about for a long time. And I'm like, oh yeah, actually they were quite cool achievements. You know, yeah. when we, I remember we, we we drove all the way up to Nottingham um, to do the water polo finals. And it's, you know, those memories are really impressive. Actually, I just on a on a tangent, I was given a <laughs> I was given a Saturday detention <laughs> on the same day as the water polo finals, and I had to I had to find a way of getting out of the. I'd always had a problem with sport and music, like the, you know the teachers for both would would fight for for my you know for my time, and the music. The music master gave me a Saturday detention for what I can't even remember whatever reason, but um, but the the, uh, the the water polo coach was like, um, just go and tell him he, lo- he wears a really lovely suit and tie, and that'll get you out of the detention. <laughs> anyway, I can't remember if that did, but, but but I managed to play in the final, so it was all good. You've got a really lovely suit and tie. Yeah, and he's got a lovely tie. Yeah, for him. and you've carried that into auditions now. Yeah. <laughs> what a lovely tie you have, Trevor. Yeah. Hello, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. Um, so uh, you ended up with this uh, sort of two-pronged uh, approach to, to schooling through sport and music. But we've touched on the sports side, but not really that music. You mentioned that your parents were musical. Yeah. But uh, so you got a music scholarship. What was that based on? Uh, so the music scholarship was for essentially I was the I was the um, the uh, lead chorister in the chapel choir. So obviously. That was quite a big thing. So singing, I played the trumpet at the time. Not so much anymore. Uh, <laughs> but on the CV. <laughs> but on the CV, it's still highly skilled. I'm a pro trumpeter. <laughs> and the piano. So I was quite a competent piano pianist back in back in those days. And uh, and then, um, <laughs> actually, yeah, as part of the scholarship, they, they gave you extra lessons. And um, I, I really wanted to play the drums. But they didn't think that playing the drums was a was a, was you know a good enough musical interest for for somebody with a music scholarship. So I had to to learn the organ instead. Oh my god! <laughs> sure, was, sure. Well, yeah, so many practical applications yeah, for yeah. the organ. Well, that, well, that, there's a whole other story about that, but we won't get into that today. But yeah, just to say, yeah, me and the organ teacher didn't really get on, and it was more of a let's uh, try and fluff his ego by by learning the organ and maybe he'll wow. be he'll be nicer to me at school yeah. <laughs> the things we do the, things yeah. we do. the, the suit compliments did not work <laughs> his tie was yeah not, not the one he knew his tie wasn't nice he knew it <laughs> like, um, so that's amazing you had so many instruments already and uh, big up for choristers by the way yes I, I was one too um it's not, uh, it's not all bad. No, no. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel like um, that was a nice joke for people who, who know. Um, yeah, what you get from that is that ability to, I'm assuming you learn how to read music from that. Yeah, yeah, know, of and course, yeah. potentially even sight read because they tend to give you very little time. Yeah. You know, they teach you these fantastic skills where they go, okay, you're going to need to read this music and that yeah. you're sort of getting music lessons 
as you do this stuff yeah. to the point where hopefully once you've been doing it for a couple of years, you're like, okay, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it just comes in, doesn't it? It just happens. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a really good education actually musically, isn't it? Being part of a, a, yeah. a chapel choir and, and that. Yeah. It was, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I was terrified when I first started because <laughs> I, I could read music enough to sort of play the piano, but I couldn't sight read on, mm. on demand and sort of my dad really helped me. And then like three months in, they were like, there was no rehearsal. It was just like, here you go. You're walking in with your, with your music and it might be plain song or whatever it was. And you're there like, ah. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and seven, you'll take that second solo and you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, it'll, it'll be something. <laughs> Not sure what it'll be. But, uh, I will take it. Fingers crossed. But you learn really rapidly, don't you? Like, yeah. You put the work in because otherwise it's really embarrassing. Um, so from there, 13, you go, okay, music scholarship or, or sport. And you took that music scholarship. Yeah. What led you down that path? What to to for, for music? Yeah, I I don't know. I I guess. Do you know? I I think I knew from very early on that I wanted to be a performer. So, so, my best mate is actually probably the reason why I became a, a performer, a singer, an actor, because he um, he persuaded me at seven to join the chapel choir. He wanted to join the chapel choir. We were both really good at football and, and, and sport and stuff. And, and he was like, oh, I want to do something else. I want to join the chapel choir, but I only want to join it if you go with me. And then, so I decided, yeah, let's, let's join the chapel choir. And we, we auditioned and we got into it. And then actually my, my mum was thinking that I was a good singer, but she wasn't sure. She didn't really want to push it. She sent me to this other children's choir called the, the NLCC, which is really upsettingly just being disbanded because of, you know, COVID and lack Mm. of, lack of membership, um, with a guy called Ron Corp. And, and I literally auditioned for him like two weeks, two weeks before a concert was happening at the festival hall. I auditioned for him two weeks later, I was singing the lead, uh, in the Chichester Psalms. And I would just remember like, like the shaking of like, am I going to be able to do this as a, as a, as a, I think, I think I was about, 10, 10 or 11 then and yeah performing it in, in the festival hall which was my first sort having been part of a ch- choir the chapel choir but then yeah. suddenly going straight into this it was quite a quite a big experience I mean, the for festival a young hall man. is massive yeah right? it's, yeah it's one yeah. of the biggest venues yeah it's huge there it's, is. yeah so um so i think yeah so that sort of um played a big part and and so i did a lot of stuff when i was a boy soprano a lot of operas performed at Covent Garden and uh, ENO. And I think it was just a natural progression um, to, to go to music and and not really, f- you know, football at that time. I think it's a, I think now when, when there are young footballers, they're, they're snapped up by clubs very quickly, whereas, you know, 20, no, no 30, 30 years ago, um, it wasn't quite the same. So I had coaches, but, but it, they weren't really, pushing me forward and, um, the infrastructure yeah. wasn't yeah, yeah. Way, so it, it just sort of petered out and yeah. That's so. amazing. I'm a- always, I don't know about you, Bobby, but every time we get someone in, I'm always like drawing parallels to my own life. Maybe that's just a sign <laughs> of narcissism. Um, you do love to do this. I, I, I I'm do. intrigued. <laughs> Where are we going? Maybe I just want every guest to like me. Maybe that's it. And so I want to point out the similarities. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I love that story just because that's really similar to my sort of route, I did not get a music scholarship anyway. Um, but that that opera route, like because of what my dad did, it, it, he knew about auditions that happened yeah. and they absolutely didn't push me. They were always like, you know, do you want to do this? In fact, if anything, they discouraged me. But that, um, that route in gave me a really wonderful insight into that world and then made it feel quite normal at quite mm. a young age. You know, I know, Bobby, you were performing from super young as well Indeed. to the point where now as an adult... It is sort of home. Yeah, definitely. In a way that it always has been. It's not yeah. a new home. It just sort of, that's where you've lived and been around other people who've lived in that those spaces, Ooh. you know, which is sort of joyous. So after that, you went through high school. Uh, I'm skipping straight through a lot of it. <laughs> um, uh, so, so forgive me. Uh, and you went uh, from there. You went to Ram? Was it straight away? No, I so I actually trained as an opera singer. Did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. That's where the voice comes from. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I, so I'd always, I'd always wanted to be an actor. That's that's I really wanted to be an actor. But my my singing teacher was like, "Don't don't waste this 
talent that you've been given go and um, audition for the for the conservatoires. And I got into quite a few of them. And I had a, another scholarship to the Royal Northern College of Music, so I went yeah. to the to the Royal Northern College of Music and um, and did four years there, um, uh, and I I really enjoyed it. But I, but I knew it wasn't like my I I, lo- I love opera and I, and I still listen to it occasionally, but it just it wasn't. I just knew it wasn't for me. And um, I met this guy who taught at Man Met, and he was a, an acting coach. And I went to him and I. Was, just said, oh, I, I, I think I'd like to be an actor, and he gave me, he gave me like these lessons for free for a bottle of whiskey. Basically, I'd go to him for, a, you know, for about a couple of months, and he was coaching me one to one for for an audition for Ram. Actually, that was that was why, and he asked me if I wanted to come to Manmet and and train there. But because I'd already done four years, I was I was sort of like desperate to just something else, yeah, yeah. to do yeah. something else and, and and actually get out there and start working. So I thought like. The Royal Academy was the best opportunity to just, you know, bridge the gap between acting and singing, go there and then hopefully have some tools to go out into the big wide world and just start working. So um, so luckily I got into RAM and, and went to RAM and had an, another magnificent year and yeah, had great time there. Wow. RAM seems like a great place from, from kind of the talks we've had in the past seems like a great place to transfer your skills like Mm. it seems like a lot of people go there not necessarily from like a musical theatre background or anything like that and they go in with a set of skills that can then be kind of honed and turned into something fantastic for musical theatre and everyone I know that has been there has the most sensational singing voice (laughs) (laughs) like like legit everyone every single person I know that's come out of there just knows how to use their instruments yeah. so fabulous I mean you were going in with four years of classical training yeah. anyway so you were going to learn a different skill yeah 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 but um, nevertheless the outcome is still the same <laughs> um, yeah D- was that the case when you were there did you feel like oh I'm in a group of really talented people or yeah, I, I think there was a, it was there was a it was a, a, a diverse crowd so people had come from university people had come from like drama school people had come who had worked but had left the business for a bit and had come back so there was you know there was a lot of experience and a lot of um newness around and and they and they sort of built it as a as a company so there was i don't know like maybe 25 people in the year uh, and it, and it felt like you you're part of a, a show so you'd come in except except it was you know Starts at nine o'clock in the morning and yeah. finishes at six. So. <laughs> you know, we only work three hours. <laughs> no, we don't. We do all the extra work out behind the scenes that you don't yeah. see. Um, but yeah, so it did feel like you were part of this company, and and um, and yeah, and and they did. They they gave us a lot of tools. You know, we'd come in every day and we'd do a we'd do a, this dance class, the, the sort of fitness class with the they called it Fat Buster back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, wouldn't be called that. Now. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was actually, I was thinking about. It. I was like, gosh, like college was twenty years ago. It's the the times have changed, and people are a lot more like um, conscientious about what they say to people and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, it was great, and we we learned we learned a lot. It was, you know. Um, singing classes were catered to, to your style. So obviously I'd come from like a legit singing and they tried to give me a more sort of poppy to round me out a bit more musical theatre and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was a great, great, like a really great bunch of people. And actually I, I had uh, I had a, a quick a quick meeting with a friend of mine between shows on Saturday and we were, we were, we were talking about how many of us from our year are actually still working. And it's really, you know, a pleasure to see that people are doing so well working yeah. in TV, working in, in, in the West end and, and, um, you know, tours and stuff like that. So yeah, it's really That's good. A, the biggest marker of a successful, um, infrastructure that I'm going to throw that word around again, but that you were part of at that time, right? Yeah. Cause quite often you can have entire year groups that just, sort of fall by the wayside from from drama schools because maybe they were just missing that little spark from that from a teacher of that year or whatever it might have been. Yeah. And yet when you get a group that really cultivates something between themselves or or they just get that lovely group of staff at that time or whatever it is and you see that there's a huge chunk of those people, especially when you're going, you know, 10, 15 years on later or however long, still working, yeah. you know you're part of something really good. Yeah, mm. yeah. And hopefully around some inspiring people. Uh I've got a question for you. Go for it. 
He's always like, I've got a question Here we go. for you. I've got <laughs> a question <laughs> for you, John. <laughs> Have you managed to successfully lie? <laughs> not, not yet. Not no. yet! <laughs> I had my I had my lie ready to go and I didn't manage to get it in there. Tell us tell us what it was. Well my lie was going to be based on a truth. Yes. So I nice. was going to tell you that I used to to play water polo against Prince Harry. So that was going to be the lie. Okay, I had it ready okay. to fire out and I I didn't get it in there. Didn't pull the trigger. But it, it was based on a truth because I did actually used to swim and play water polo against Prince William. Ah, oh, so, yeah. nice. So back in the day, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great lie. I would. Yeah. Then I've gone for that. So no, I was I was leaning already. Mike, I'd I'd kind of gone. Okay, there's possibly a lie in there. I, my lie was going to be that you, when you said that you were the first person to ever play for the under tens at the age of seven, I was like, I think that might be it. <laughs> I was like, that that's, that's what I'm going to go with. Yes, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> nope, he's just nope, that just, impressed. That's, that's just pure <laughs> truth. I, I should have said under twelves. That's what I was going for there as well. And, and then, there. and then just yeah, because you know they they all say a good lie is rooted in the truth. Yes. So. Yeah, because yeah. then it's hard to spot yeah. them to see. I love how many people really struggle with this. I wonder if we've are, if if it's just too difficult <laughs> or or <laughs> should this change to. Two truths, one lie. That's the we'll we'll have this discussion another yeah. time. I don't think this is something we need to have live. Yeah. <laughs> also, I was, I was too engaged in the conversation to to, yeah. to yes. think of a. Uh, in which case, I blame uh, myself and Bobby. <laughs> Stephen, yeah. You're just too charismatic. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's all I have. Um, so after you left Ram, yes, you began or continued an illustrious career. I I did, yeah, and well. with. With some fantastic shows that Bobby's already mentioned. <laughs> some crazy shows. Yeah. Some, yeah, a, a lot of uh, amazing shows on there. Like, I'm really interested about that moment after drama school. Like, what happened first? <laughs> so so f pretty much first, we, <laughs> my year was very lucky because we had uh, an MD who was about to go off and do Jesus Christ Superstar and essentially used most of the boys who were in our year as as disciples and uh, so so we pretty much finished we went off to do this like norwegian tour of uh, of jcs had a great it was one of the best tours i've ever done it was so good we wow. stayed in like radisson hotels i had my own room every day it was ridiculous yeah. I, I don't know how that happened because most other people had, had to share it was like did you compliment his suit and tie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's what it was that's what we gotta do from now that's on it. guys just compliment the suit and tie life is yours to live as you would wish um yeah and, and, yeah it was great so um we had this wonderful tour and then um then I was up, then I remember auditioning for Miss Saigon and, and obviously I did quite a, a good job. I didn't get, I didn't get it, but they, um, they asked me to come back the next week, back in the day when they used to send you in the post, the material. So they asked me to come back for Les Mis. And I remember getting that, that envelope with, you know, some of the Les Mis score and, and some of the Marius sides and, um, went in and did an audition for Les Mis and managed to get, get first cover Marius. And wow. which was, yeah, which is sort of dream. Cause I, I'd always wanted to, to, to be in Les Mis and be part of it. And, uh, it was quite, wow. actually it was quite a nice, it was quite a nice thing to happen to me because when I was, when I was at Ram, we had a director come in and, and they asked me to to sing. We did this uh, an integration class. It was called, and and he was coming in to to guest direct. And the leader of our of our course said, John, he really wants to hear you sing "Empty Chairs at Empty Tables." So I was like, Great, brilliant! Um, he just directed Les Mis in in, in Norway. It's going to be fantastic. So I, I I was doing this class and uh, do 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 do. There's a grief that could stop. Okay. Um, um, okay. Um, yeah. Um, you're not, you're not feeling it, John. You're not feeling it. Come on. You really have to like, imagine that all your friends have died. Okay. 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 I can do it. There's a good, stop, stop, stop. No, no. Come on. You have to, you have to really imagine this, John. Okay. Again, third time. There's no, no, stop. Right. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Like, have you got anything else? And obviously I was like, he was like, you're never going to play Marius, you know, just forget about it. And obviously I was sort of like, 
you didn't even give me an opportunity. Anyway, it turned out this poor director had had, a, had the worst time in 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 Norway doing this production that he put on of Les Mis and he didn't want to have anything to do with Les Mis ever again. Yeah. And so I'm not sure why they asked me to say it. <laughs> like, I think it was like, you know, maybe it was a rite of passage. Like, you know, you have to have, maybe they were like, you need to, to feel a little bit of like emotional pain. But obviously that um, in, in reinforced my like, the fact when I got it, I was like, wow, I've, I've, I've done this and... and um, Actually, that director, I did, I did a wonderful production of Sweeney Todd with him, and we, and we sort of came to understand each other. And he apologized for that, but, but, but obviously, when you get that opportunity to play Maris, having been told that mm. at college, you're like, this is okay, cool. I, you know, you've, you've sort of, yeah, you've written, yeah, you've written, yeah, 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 taking away one of the demons that could have possibly stayed with me for the rest of my life, yeah, and potentially, you know, yeah, uh, that experience was. Uh, every rep class in my drama school. Right, yeah, yeah. Every single one. Uh, every time somebody got up to sing, it's rare that you'd get past three lines without them stopping you and yeah. you know tearing you down, as they say. And you know most people were brought to tears each time, mm. and it crushed some people. Yeah, yeah. To the point where they didn't want to do this anymore. And whilst the uh, you, you know you could argue that that uh, strength of character to get through that is beneficial, it's also just cruel. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't need that. And actually, you know, the example you're giving, he was wrong. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. Cause I did in the end. Yeah. In so. the production. <laughs> like, yeah. But I will, I will caveat that with, I did a production with him and he was the most beautiful director and it was a pleasure to work with him. So, so yeah. I know, you know, things happen. And, and it's a bad day for that person. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's the weight of responsibility yeah. that we have, isn't it? Yeah. When you go in to teach somewhere that you're like, ah, oh, God, even if I'm having a terrible day, you have this to protect, affect, yeah, you yeah. have to protect, especially like younger people as well. You know, it's, you know, people, people have, people react differently. You don't know how they are going to react. So, you, yeah, we have a responsibility to be conscientious and, and protect performers yeah. so that they can grow in a safe environment. Um, yeah, really good point. Um, <laughs> Just bring it, bring it down. Yeah, no, 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 that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the point. Isn't it? Yeah. I feel like when you do, you've done so many big shows, mm. as I, I would call them. I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, things, everything from Pretty Woman that you're doing now, yeah. which, you know, is this your second year? This is my second, second year, and I've never done more. Well, so this is my second contract, so I'm about 10, 11 months into it, but I've never done more than a year in a show because I just think that you should move, you should on, move yeah. on and try something else. But I just, I, I don't know why, I just absolutely love being part of the show. It's it's bizarre, and uh <laughs> when I was a pretty woman was one of the films that I used to watch <laughs> when I was a kid, like yeah. when I maybe was like a 10, 11, 12, unless I don't know, however, however, however old I was, but I used to rem <laughs> remember like cuddling my pillow at night, kissing <laughs> it and pretending it was Julia Roberts. <laughs> big mistake. Oh my God. That was a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, so I don't know if that's got something to do with it, but I just, no, I just love it. Like, I really I enjoy going to work every day. Maybe it's something to do with like not be, having been able to work because of COVID yeah. and then just being back. But I just, yeah, I love like, I love the part that I play Stucky, who's, who's a horrible, horrible, like, who's a horrible man. I think it's he's a you great know, part. Yeah, it's it? a brilliant part. He's got some really wonderful scenes. And then I'm lucky enough to, to, to understudy Edward, who is just the most charming man. So it's just, I just have, I just like look forward to coming to work every day and, and it's just great. So, yeah. So that's, uh, sorry, just to, to. No, but that's, that's exactly the point. I feel like, uh, Stucky's such a wonderful character because yeah. he's, he's a, a villain by any, you know, yeah. anyone's estimation, but he's not two dimensional. He's a real yeah. person yeah, and there's he, a lot to it. Yeah, exactly. Script. You know, like he, I think he, he, he strives to be like, Edward. he's one of those people that strives to be like Edward, but can't. And obviously that eats away at him. He's obviously got demons. He's, he's, he's obsessed with money and stuff and that, that sort of, I don't know for for this character and for this individual has rotted him a little bit and yeah. yeah so it's great yeah so when you're playing a a part like that yeah how do you protect yourself how do you take care of yourself when you're well first of all from that, that physical standpoint it's a really demanding show yeah but also from that mental aspect of these sort of perhaps unpleasant thought processes that you you put yourself through as that character how do you sort of return to normal as a human <laughs> <laughs> um i i think i'm i'm very good at leaving the character at at work and 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 you know once once you're out 
once I've taken the suit and tie off, <laughs> which is a lovely suit and tie, by the way. Um, yeah, I was I, say. I, yeah, you can you sort of let that person go, and I think I also I'm lucky that I get I've, I've been able to play Edward a few times. So you have the the yin and the yang, and and because uh, I was a little bit worried how the. The, the the nastiness of the character might if it might affect when I go on and play Edward because you know you're you're always in that but it, but it hasn't so it's it's yeah but I think it's very imp- I think it is important for me to take off that that suit and and leave it and then go out and just enjoy life and and yeah mentally put down the the, the nastiness of a character and the, the you know the the devil character to just leave it behind and yeah. and then enjoy time yeah and in your whole career have you ever struggled with that or has that always been easy for you i think i mean i've I've been lucky enough to to play a lot of nice Nice guys guys. (laughs) yeah 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 no but i'm thinking like when i was when i was doing the life jojo he was a he was a real like iago character you know he sort of like pulled the strings and was the green like like the green-eyed monster would come in when he was like throwing grenades out all the time but i think I think as soon as the show's over, you have to remember that it's um, it's that's the it's the time to to let go and 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 do the things that you love and 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 leave the character at at the um, at the theatre and and Amazing. you know be yourself. Actually, but it's funny because when when I was at when I was at college, we did Sweeney Todd and the and and half of the cast did The Wiz. And it was really interesting. We had this really great, like, we, the walls were covered with, like, murderers and stuff like that. And, and the, um, the rehearsal room hadn't been cleaned for the, for the four weeks that we were rehearsing. And on a Friday night, we'd always go to the bar in the academy and have a drink. And the antithesis of the two casts was, like, unbelievable. You'd, you'd have us as the Sweeney Todders. We'd just be sat there, like, silent, drinking. And the other guys would be, like, like of energy and and like life and stuff and and it's really interesting to see that because it it does sort of like maybe subconsciously sometimes you don't understand that it does yeah like sort of envelop your your body you know you know you, you become part of it without knowing so it, it is important to just like shake off those sort of hard things yeah. that happen you know you know like when you're looking at like pictures of murderers and every day it's you have to sort of get rid of it in any way that you can just so that you can yeah let it go we we uh, i got in trouble once on a show um not big trouble they just told us off a little bit because the show was uh based on on a true story about um soldiers who had um died during the first world war they'd been shot for cowardice by their own men and it was true these true stories about their families' lives. And we were fortunate enough to have this nine-week rehearsal period. It was this huge investment from them. And uh, we really delved into their what happened to them, their lives and all this stuff. And it was so painfully dark the entire time that after three weeks, as you said, everyone was so depressed. They were just mm. like, oh my God, that we found a way of coping with it by creating these sort of false soldier characters that were based on animals and um <laughs> it's in, as insane as it sounds but we were we were in that place where you know it was private reg hog was was there as a hedgehog and it was like what would happen and it's ludicrous but it got to the point where we were doing this in the breaks to just try and lighten the mood a bit and the director was like you have to stop making these jokes <laughs> we were like but it's all we have yeah yeah just we keep, need yeah, it. just to keep it going do you know like something that that so in Pretty Woman, my, my final scene is stuck is a fight between Vivian and it's, you know, it's pretty, pretty horrible. And then Edward runs in and there's a fight between him and he gets, you know, thrown out with his tail between his legs. And obviously, you know, you have a, a few minutes after that to sort of calm down. But I think the beautiful thing about Pretty Woman is that then there is, there is the ending and the bowels are so so full of elation and it's like pretty you know the song pretty woman comes in and and the audience are on their feet bouncing that you can't help but like that helps sort of dissipate anything as well because you run out and and even though i you know i get a boo from people and obviously but it but it's you know like by that time it's become lighthearted and you're sort of playing with them so that that also helps like dissipate any sort of residual tension that that one has from yeah. from that yeah. sort of final scene of like you know being a, a little bit like a misogynistic man is like, like terrifying this young lady. So yeah, that, that, that really helps 
Get rid of that. Get rid of it, and you come out, and you're sort of it's it's a high at the end. So it's a really and it's a positivity at the end as well. So that yeah, that helps rid. You mentioned uh, that you. Uh, got a, a slight injury from running um, yeah. and and during the show. And I wanted to jump on that. Yeah. <laughs> How do you deal with it when you do get injured nowadays? Obviously, it's specific to each one. But Yeah. So that was that was really, really quite actually difficult for me because I did my MCL, uh, <sighs> which is medial cruciate ligament, and on my right knee. And it was just before I was about to start, I basically did it on the Sunday and I was about to start my shows for Pretty Woman on the Tuesday. Excellent. And I had a week as Edward the week afterwards. So I was, you know, I had, and I had loads of people who had paid a lot of money to come see me. <laughs> yeah. And and it was, and it was t- mentally, it was tough. Um, and it, I had to have five weeks off the show and I'm very lucky Fabby, if anybody knows Fabby, the osteopath yeah, yeah. And, and physio, like helped me come back. And I probably went to the show. I came back into the show too early after five weeks, but I, but I had to. Otherwise, you know, it's very. It was also straight after COVID. It would have been. I was just chomping at the bit. I'd already had this huge long rehearsal process because of the, of the way that things had um, panned out, and I'd had like eight weeks of just you know rehearsing a couple of days a week because I was joining the cast. Uh, as you know, I was joining the ongoing show as one of the guys was leaving and I was taking it from him. Um, and mentally, mentally it, it was hard. I I'm super active. I love to run all the time. I love to be in the gym. I love to, to be out and about and, you know, being on crutches for the first couple of weeks was, was horrendous. Not being able to do anything, you know, it, it, it was mentally fatiguing. Um, but um, I managed to get back and, and they were so, so helpful. They gave me physio, they, they, they eased me back into the show and they did everything that they could. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think the mental point was the hardest. Um, but I managed, to, I managed to get through it and, and it was hard. It was hard like assimilating into the show for the first, for the first maybe couple, of two, two or three months. And this is maybe why I love being in the show so much because those first couple of months were really difficult. I didn't really feel part of the company. It was hard to get in. I would be, you know, I, I had to go on as Edward. I hadn't even had any rehearsal with any of the girls and I didn't get a dress rehearsal because of this injury. And suddenly I was, they, they were like, John, would you like to go on? We know you haven't had a dress rehearsal, but and I was like, just throw yes. me on. Yeah. yeah, just throw me <laughs> on. Good. Like I have to do it sometime. Like, let's do it. And I was basically like, you know, rehearsing on stage not that i'd had fantastic rehearsals before but 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 you know the five weeks out not having had an opportunity to rehearse with other actors is i mean it's crucial really (laughs) but but that was just the way the unfortunate way things panned out because of my my knee um and um and so i think those first sort of three months of of like like not really feeling part of and then suddenly i just clicked and i was like this is this is great. I love it here. And I, and I don't know how that happened. And it just did. And I guess that is something it's like, we all have, when you're running a marathon, you hit the wall. Not that I've ever run a marathon, but, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, you know, in these long running shows, you, 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 you know, regardless of, of injuries, you hit, you know, you hit a wall where maybe coming into work is a little bit harder. And the thing is you just have to smash through it and you come out the other side and or I, you know, I found I come out the other side and and then everything's like, you know, you've, you've entered into the garden of Eden again and everything's rosy and the, and the snake's gone and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I think, cause I remember saying to somebody thinking like, oh, I've just got to get through to, to Christmas and then at Christmas, maybe I'll see if I can get out of the show. And then I was like, Christmas came. I was like, oh, I really love it. Oh, well, I've, I've got till June. So June will be fine. And June came and I was like, oh, I think I want it. I want to stay a bit longer. And yeah. and yeah. And, and so from about, you know, I, I started the show in September and from Christmas, something changed. And I just was like, I felt part of the show. I've made friends and, and I felt part of the company and, and yeah. So it's, so it's, it's very, you know, I think the mental battle is the strongest one. And particularly after COVID, maybe confidence was lacking. Maybe, um, yeah, all, all those sort of things like, you you self you do have self doubt. We one does have self doubts occasionally, and 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 it's cr- just going. Do you know what? It's it's 
it's looking at the facts and seeing the facts in front of you and saying, no, no, that's not true. I, this is, I'm making this stuff up in my mind. It's people do like me, you know, yeah. they're, they're not, they're not, they're not, not, they're not, not talking to you because they don't like you. It's because maybe they have other friendship and you just have to, you just have to become part of the, you know, you just tell yourself these mm. weird things that are untrue. And then you sit down and go, that's not based in reality. The reality is you're a new cast member. They already have friendship groups. You just have to be yourself and you will become part of, and that happens. And then I think I'm one of those people that as soon as I feel comfortable somewhere, that's when I can fly and do my best sort of work and, and achieve better things. But I'm quite, <laughs> some people probably don't think this, but I'm, I'm quite like shy and reserved at the beginning. And cause I'm like, what's, what's, what's going on here. And as soon as I feel comfortable, I, I, I I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is amazing. So, yeah. um, yeah. I was like, when you, oh, cause we did a very brief job together many yeah, years yeah. ago. I don't know if you know this, Bobby. I don't know this. We, tell me. I the dancing years. The dancing years. Yeah. yeah. So who wrote that? It was, oh God. Um, uh, oh, the dancing years. Was it? Oh man! It was someone Welsh, wasn't it? Oh God! Yeah. Was it Ivan? Yes. It was Ivan. Uh, oh, yeah, we got the, the birds. Oh, the birds. The birds. Oh, the birds. I'm so glad you got there. I'm, I'm, I'm Welsh as well. That would have been killed on the streets. Um, yes, and it was a, a very brief workshop. Yeah. We were lucky enough to do at the, the WMC. Met. This was like eight, nine years. ago. Yeah, maybe. it was. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. really long time, and. Uh, uh, you were the sort of leading man. Yeah, Rudy Rudy Kleber, I think his name was. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I remember my character name very well because it was Franzel von Vilmetz. <laughs> and wow. one, once you've learnt that, <laughs> yeah. that's not leaving your brain. Yeah. And we had a great time. And uh, yeah, I think at the start, um, there's that thing when you when you first enter a job as well. Where you were just really focused on the work, and you yeah. like, especially in a workshop when it's mm. quite short, you're like, okay. Yeah. I have to know my stuff here. Yeah. And then as, as time went on and, uh, at the time we went to the pub every day. And, and then we got to know each other. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was going to ask you about that because, uh, you're in a room with two people who don't drink. Make that three. Yeah. So that's, a, that's oh, a three of us. Yeah. And, um, I hope you don't mind me asking you because we've got, we've got our own reasons for that, but what made that, cause that was a change, right? Yeah. 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 I, so yeah, I used to love going out drinking. I was, you know, basically I, I think back at like the first 10 years of my career and, and, and it was more about sort of like having a good time and, and meeting beautiful girls and, and, you know, and things sort of, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? Like, yeah, you know, I, I've like, I work hard, but, but, but sort of this whole sort of performing came easy to me. And I know that's probably not a good thing to say because some people strive and they love it. And, but you know, I, it, it did, I, I, I had good jobs and, and it was, and I found myself like, oh, this is just, this is a bit of fun. Oh, and I'm making a bit of money out of this. This is great. And, um, yeah. And the social aspect was like the best part of, of, of my career for, for maybe 10, 10 years, 10, like nine, nine, 10 years. And then for the past nine years, I just switched. Obviously, I stopped drinking. I think, you know, I, I, I do things to excess. I, you know, I, I go to the gym to excess. I play football to excess. I, you know, eat chocolate to excess these days. And, and it just, obviously, drinking was, was something that was holding me back, was holding back my full potential, I think, because, um, yeah, because it just, it, it, you know, you wake up and you're not in, you're not in your best, if you're drinking a lot and especially people who binge, you, you know, you wake up and you're not, I wasn't in my best frame of mind to, to, to go out and, you know, have the best day. Whereas now if I wake up, I, you know, I might be exhausted, but I'd rather be exhausted in, and have to audition than be hung over and have to like pretend to be, you know, normal in an audition. So you're not giving yeah. us, you're already giving us, you're already starting a, a, a deficit because you're not, you're not giving yourself the best opportunity. Anyway, the, and the past 10 years has all been about the work, you know? Um, <laughs> we have no idea what that sound was. Where did that come from? The, 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 the wind wizard. Yeah. <laughs> the studio agrees with what you're saying. Yeah. That's what um, <laughs> But yeah, and then the 10 years, I, I you know, Listen, when I when I was like twenty five, I was like, I want to be on TV. Did I go to a television class? 
the whole of that time? No, I expected it to come to me because that that's sort of what had happened to me. Now I go to, you know, I, I, there's a, so just using a football analogy, I support Tottenham and we used to have a. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> that's, a, that's a shame. That's the end of the Fit Two Joy podcast. <laughs> My dad's a Tottenham fan <laughs> now, so I'll, I'll forgive you. <laughs> so we used to have a manager called Maurizio Pochettino who said, you, you, you're not a footballer to play in the matches. You're a, you, you get paid and to train. And that's what I feel like as an actor. Now, uh, my job to, if I'm working in a show is the bonus and, and, uh, and the incredible, um, ending of, of putting in the hard work when you're out of work. So I go to classes, I make sure I go to the gym because, you know, I have a, the casting that I found requires me to, 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 to look, you know, to, to have a superficial fitness about me. Um, I, I, you know, I, try and train my mind, you know, I practice or, you know, when you're, when you're out of work, that's, that's when you're, you're, you're sowing the seeds so that you can be in work and just working on the craft. And I don't, I did realize that when I was younger, but I didn't take it as seriously. And, and also like, I don't, I don't regret that because had I not done that when I was younger, I wouldn't have reached a point where I, I realized actually, you know, my dad always used to say to me, it's not, it's, it's 99% perspiration, 1% inspiration. And he was always like, if I had as much talent in my little finger as you do, I would be out there working as hard. And, and, and maybe because he was my dad, I didn't really listen to him that yeah. much when you're yeah. a child. And then suddenly it, it just clicks. And, and, and at, at college, I remember people saying to me, it's like, it takes, it, it's not, you know, it doesn't, it, it will, it will click one day for you. And I think that it clicked and it was, you know, and, and, and it was a fact that I, the drinking stopped where everything shifted. I, I realized that it's not just about, not just about talent. It's about a, a whole way of thoughts, you know, train your body, train your mind. And I'm not saying like train your body so that you look like, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. It's about like being healthy in one's own body, feeling comfortable in your own skin so that when you walk into an audition room, you have all the tools and you don't necessarily have to use them all every day. Like I don't, I, I, I slip, I, you know, you don't, I, you don't go to, to class for a month or so, but, but at least I am, I have the awareness now to know what I need to do to give myself the best possible opportunity of getting that job that I desperately want or yeah. So that's, that's how it is. I love that. <laughs> I just love everything about that. <laughs> I want that. I'm going to like script that out and write it up and put it on my yeah. wall. Can we get that tattooed on our bodies? Yeah, the entire we... thing verbatim. Uh, we'll do it, but I have a request. You go. That half of it's on my back and, it, and each line reads across onto yours. <laughs> so if anybody wants to read the whole thing, they have to have us yeah. back to yeah. back. Next <laughs> yeah, I really love that. I did not know that uh, Pochettino had said that. And it's you saying it, it just feels... It feels really obvious when you hear it, mm. That like any good advice, mm. I think. When you say that, you go, of course that's what it is. Of yeah. course that's what it is. The show is the bonus and the work you put in behind the scenes. In fact, something you mentioned earlier on about that work behind the scenes is is the job. That's what makes you a professional, yeah. right? That that constant striving to be better and getting help yeah. uh, from people who know better than you in all of those, those things or have different experience. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've got nothing to add to that. God. Yeah, fantastic. You've blown my mind, John. You've, you've ruined the end of this podcast because I can't think of anything else. No, yeah, that, I, I'm really sort of, um, my brain's just processing yeah. that because it's, uh, that's something I've sort of come to this similar conclusion as you. Uh, uh, again, I'm going to draw some parallels, yeah. but I had a similar realisation about alcohol. That I was like, I was using it uh, in the same way for, for social reasons and having a fantastic time. And there was no other reason other than, oh, actually, I think my life will be better if I don't do this. And it was. And yeah. you've just put it into words in a far better way than I've ever managed to when people ask me, oh, why don't you drink anymore? And you're like, well, I didn't feel like it anymore. Whatever it is, it doesn't really cover it. And what you've just said um, for, for kind of just encapsulates why I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, so thanks, I'm going to steal that. Yeah. Also, also, why are you saying that? Like, there's also, like, 
self-destruction as well that goes on. Because if you turn up to an audition and you've been out all night the night before and you get that audition, you're like, mate, smashed it. Brilliant. I can do that. And if you don't get it, you go, well, I was out last night, wasn't I? Yeah. I, I, you know, so there's, there's, a, there. there's a self-destruction, there's a self-destruction of, there's a fear of failure and, and, and actually failure is, is not a bad thing. You know, it, it drives us on to, 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 to be better and do better. And, and that's what there's that saying that it's far better to have tried and failed than to have not tried at all. Precisely. So just mm. go out there and give it your best and, and, you know, we learn stuff from ev from every experience. We learn and we can better ourselves, like you guys just said, yeah. Well, do you know what? In the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, and there's another one called Mindset by Carol Dweck. If you've not um, read them, I think you'd really enjoy them. Um, she says exactly that. Human beings, we tend to try and find an excuse before we go. So in that audition scene, you'll, you'll, you'll leave and go, oh, I well, I had a couple of pints last night, which you could have not done. Yeah. I mean, you, mm -hmm. why did you do that? Other yeah. than to give yourself an excuse if it didn't go your way. She's like, it's far more exposing to actually give something 100% of your effort and for it not to go your way because then you're afraid that you just weren't good enough because mm -hmm. that's what we sort of learn in life. But it's not true. It's just that you didn't know enough yet or yeah. you didn't have that experience. Now that you've done that and you've gone all in on something, then next time you've learned from the previous experience and it might go your way. Yeah. And what you've actually learned from going all in, it, whilst making you feel a little more vulnerable, is far more valuable than anything else. I, I did that fairly recently with the, an audition process and I didn't give myself any excuses and I went all in and I got really, really close and I didn't get it. And it was really painful. And I was like, ah, oh, that sucks. There's no other reason other than they went another way. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, okay, actually that's better. Yeah, I'm like, course, I yeah. did everything possible. Yeah. There was, I did everything I could have done. I'm really happy with what I did and it didn't go my way. Yeah. And it was like, oh, once I finally sort of learnt that lesson, the next time I've been auditioning, I've been like, cool, have this. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and also it doesn't mean that they didn't love you. It yeah. just means yeah. that there was somebody who was, who Different. was more suited and yeah. that they preferred. And, and uh, yeah, just, and I think I was reading Brian Cranston's book and he just said every, every audition is an opportunity to just go in and do your work and just, just, you know, give your, use it as an opportunity to rehearse <laughs> in, in an audition environment and just show them what you can do because, you know, you do a great job. They will remember you. They will. Yeah. And, and it also, another thing is it's not personal. It's business. It's business. You know, it's mm. business. It's just, that's the way it is, you know? So, Yeah. I absolutely love that. I feel like I, I want to ask you like a hundred more questions. About that. <laughs> uh, one I want to get in before the end is that you said um, some, you know, you run and you go to the gym yeah. uh, quite a lot because you had to be, you had to be topless in School of Rock <laughs> slash with, a with a tiny waistcoat. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to objectify you again. You were shredded when I came to see you in that show. That's what I remember. That was when you were coming to sweat it I, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, in fact, that's so funny. I was saying that to someone yesterday. I was like, I used to go to sweat it between shows, yeah. like Oof. smash out a, a hit class. I can do that now. I can do that now. <laughs> wow. I was like, what was so that? you were shredded because of Bobby? That's yes. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but you were in phenomenal shape in that. Yeah. Like, is that something that you cultivate? You said, you know, you'll go obsessively to the, to the gym sometimes. Is, uh, what's your sort of routine like? Do you have one? Um, so, so yeah, I, 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 I think so with, with, with fitness again, it's, it is about like a sensible, medium like don't don't go crazy and i'm terrible because i you know i would smash the cardio and like you know kill myself but i'm trying to get into a, a happy medium of working out running and 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 giving myself recovery time mm. because that guys is super important you guys wasn't probably agree it's like yeah don't don't go to the gym like seven days a week and try and go so you need your body Give your body time to recover. Yeah. You've got to listen to your body. Yeah. Like your body will tell you when it's time to stop and yeah. quite often it's time to stop. Yeah. I felt that this week. Like I was hitting the gym hard and then one day I just woke up and went, no, today's the day to rest. Yeah. yeah. And you're wasting your time. If you go every day, you're yeah. literally wasting some of yeah. that time. Yeah. Actually. So, so, um, so now I'm, I'm sort of like, I like to, um, I like to sort of do a couple of, couple of days of cardio and then hit the gym as well. I, I actually didn't, I don't really love the gym, but because of my injury, it forced me in there because, you know, obviously I was like, I've got, to, I've got to go to the gym and like train and, and stay fit. I don't, you know, I, I don't want to just lie on the couch, especially with, with the knee. So, um, so I, 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 I've learned to actually, 
I had I had the fears that you guys probably know, like, oh my god, I'm gonna hit the weights and I'm just gonna like explode and I'm gonna become like huge. It, it isn't like that. It I isn't, wish it, it was like yeah, that. Exactly, yeah, like you know, I, I I've stayed lean. I've stayed lean, and also like obviously not drinking is. a it's a huge thing because all those empty calories that one used to consume have gone out the window now. So, so I think, yes, yeah, happy medium. Like I train, I, I, I give myself a matinee off like Wednesday and, and Sunday and I, and I just do the show and I try not to go to the gym. And, um, the other days I, I train, but I, I train moderately. I don't go too hard because I think, yeah, I, I want to be still fresh for the show and, and, yeah. and, it, and it is, you know, you don't want to, you don't like overdoing it at the gym is probably just as bad as like going out and, and, and drinking mm -hmm. eight pints of beer, you know, you, you, you're gonna, your body's gonna struggle as well. So again, give yourself the best opportunity to do the best job that you can do. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I normally we have a little point where I specifically say, do you have any advice for people, um, entering the industry? But I actually think you've already, <laughs> <laughs> you've changed my life. You know? um, so, so if anyone's listening and hasn't taken something away from this, then ha you haven't been listening. <laughs> Go back, rewind. <laughs> okay. So we've got a new, well, I say it's new. It was new. It's now, it's now part of the furniture, uh, a new segment called this or that. This or oh, that. So this, is, are you, Stefan, you're looking at me like I'm going to do this. No. This is, this well, is you your can. thing. You no, can. you do It would be fun if you did it because you wouldn't have read any no, of No, that's too stressful for me. Um, now, uh, I managed to lose our script on the way in today. <laughs> um, it's true. So it's a longer story than that, but uh, I don't want to bore you with it. Uh, essentially, lost it. So I rewrote all of these questions. So for the listeners, they are all, these, will be, these will be entirely different. Probably don't look at them. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it's that classic game where I'm going to give you the option of two things and you just have to pick one. The one that comes to you first. It doesn't have a commentary on it. Uh, there's no. It, you don't need to worry about whether you're choosing for someone else. It's just the one that you choose out comes, of the two things. Take the, I'm, I'm terrible at this because I'm like, oh, I could have that one, but I could have that one, but I could yeah. One, so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna close my yeah. eyes and I'm go just gonna all go, in. Mm. Yes, indecisive people. This is not the game for you. Uh, <laughs> I've been here for days. <laughs> um, we've got a 45 second timer. Okay. And I'm gonna try and get through them all in this time. Uh, now I have no idea how many I've written here. If I can get through this, but it means fast decisions. Okay. This is rapid. Right. This is uh, uh, I'm here, fully expecting a gong or sound effect at 45 if it goes oh. too long. Uh, <laughs> okay. But we upload a gong that. sound straight away. <laughs> right. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Eggs or bacon? Eggs. White bread or brown bread? Brown bread. Friends or the US office? Friends. Cardio or resistance training? Cardio. McDonald's or Burger King? Neither, because I hate Burger I hate them. Singing or acting? <laughs> uh, acting. School of Rock or Pretty Woman? Pretty Woman. Yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Family Guy, Love Island? Family Guy. Domino's Pizza or Papa John's? I, I don't eat them. Great sport or, sport or dance? Sport. Alcohol or chocolate? Chocolate. Matching socks or mismatching socks? Matching. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Jekyll or Hyde? Jekyll! Game of Thrones or Glee? <laughs> Game of Thrones. Book or e-reader? Book. Clean shaven or beard? Uh, clean shaven. Personal chef or personal stylist? Personal chef. Guitar or piano? Piano. Sexy body or sexy mind? Oh God, sexy body. <laughs> <laughs> Shower or bath? Shower. Sweeney Todd or Phantom of the Opera? Uh, Sweeney! Dogs or babies? Babies. Snakes or badgers? Badgers. <laughs> Theme park or water park? Theme park. Running or walking? Running. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Bobby or Stefan? <laughs> I can't say that. That's just, that's just the, that is one I can't answer. Good, you are part of an elite club who refused to answer that question. <laughs> um, yeah, I, no, I, I honestly, I don't eat McDonald's or, or Domino's just just because I, I love burgers, but yeah. I just don't like. I think it's about commercial chains mm. more than anything. Like, I would prefer to go and have a nicely reared burger. Car cow that's been a burger you know, cow has lived a lovely a life. Nice yeah, burger a, burger, cow. a burger cow. <laughs> <laughs> the wind wizard eats a burger cow. But you're, you're. I, I agree with you, actually, especially yeah, with burgers. I don't really like like commercial burgers that much. Like yeah. they, they don't taste. Just don't taste of anything. Really, you make a burger at home with some really nice meat and you barbecue it. Yeah, then I am on board for that. However, Domino's Pizza, sadly, I am on board with. You're a Papa John's man, Bobby. I, I, I was. You see, I'm now like a I'm an artisan pizza. Kind of <laughs> oh. Wood fired up. I like it. 
<laughs> Stick it in my pizza oven. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, that's different. Yes, yeah. Bobby bought a pizza I oven. I a pizza yes. oven. <laughs> the best, the best <laughs> purchase of my year. Amazing. Uh, thank you for humouring us with that. I think we went over the 45 seconds. Uh, yeah, we did. You we'll f- go to a minute. Okay, uh, we'll change the timer to a minute because yeah, that was a like new a- sequence or maybe I'll get rid of some of those questions. But <laughs> you did very well. Please keep sexy body or sexy mind. I'm really oh, that was, snakes or badges. Because, because <laughs> the thing is, that is a hard, that is a hard one. To, yeah. Because a sexy mind is, is actually much more, but... Like if I'm thinking about me, yeah, I'd, it's the thing you think about. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. I, well, that's and the thing. I, I quite like that one as a question. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, a horror, that is a horrible. <laughs> it's, a, it's a horrible one. That one took uh, me by surprise. And that's why I said. Yeah. <laughs> I like, oh, but that's but why I, I said at the start that it's about you, not not a commentary on anyone else. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah Hey, yeah, this yeah. isn't like what I'm looking for in others. It's like, uh, yeah, th- that lovely moment. That, yeah. Um, <laughs> what am I aiming at right now? Sexy buddy. Sexy badges. Sexy. Oh yeah, badges or snakes. Badges or snakes. Be my favorite one. one. Yeah, <laughs> that was like that. That was off off center. Yeah. Like, oh, right. Snakes off edges. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What was what happened? Also, there was one question where you said where you said something, and and it, I only afterwards I realized what you were talking about. Oh, it's friends or the US, US, US office. office. Yeah, and for some reason I was like. Well, obviously my friends. But, but <laughs> I, <laughs> then in retrospect, I was like, oh, it's TV series. <laughs> Good note. I'm going to change those around for the next guest. So US office well or friends. And yeah. they'll go there. That's a really good feedback. Yeah, of course I'm going to I'm gonna take my friends over Donald Trump. Are you ridiculous? <laughs> what do you mean? Is Donald Trump not? No, no. Let's not go into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, although for comedy purposes, uh, uh, he's fantastic. Um, well... Thank you so much for joining us, John. Uh, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, thank you at home or wherever you might be uh, right now for listening to this. If you're in the shower, I hope you've had a lovely time. <laughs> weird. Weird. Hey, hey, that's not weird. <laughs> it's about to get a lot more weirder, isn't it? <laughs> so if you've enjoyed this episode, we would love it. And it would be amazing if you could click the old like and subscribe button, maybe even share a little bit about us. Maybe write a little uh, little social media post. Yeah, why not? Full, yeah. full post. It really helps yeah, us to get full this, post. Uh, information. Full post only. No stories. On your feed. On your feed. <laughs> get this information out to the people who will benefit from it the most. And if you're already an official member of the Fit2 fam, I'm making that a thing, wow. and you're a regular <laughs> listener, then just a heartfelt thank you for your support from uh, Bobby and I. We see you and uh, we love you. We love you. <laughs> you can find out more information about us on social media at fit2 underscore talk and as always if you've got any questions that you want answered by us you know what to do you need to slip slide into my DMs I'm sat there I'm wearing a nice shirt and tie yeah. <laughs> what a nice shirt and nice. tie you have Bobby <laughs> thank you <laughs> please comment on it tell me it's lovely uh, <laughs> thank you again for listening and if you like what you've heard we have been fit to talk with um, well our guest John Addison and me Stefan and me Bobby and if you didn't like it we've been Joe Wicks Peace out.